All right, this is uh, GADCAST. Uh, you were just listening to the GADCAST house band. Sorry, our last band got murdered in a tragic air balloon accident. Um, so we had to get a new one, and they're pretty rough. Um, my name is J.W. Hyde, signing in. I'm Adam Harmless. And I'm Andy Smith. <laughs> um, a lot has happened since the few days ago that we um, recorded our first podcast. Um, we went to a show, Andy and I, last night in um, Boaz, Alabama, at Maggie's Doghouse. Um, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Hayden Stewart for uh, the show. Um, it was uh, it's pretty rad. Um, Andy, um, do you have any thoughts on the show that you want to share? It was pretty great. I liked it. <laughs> Very. That was very uh, good. Very good. Um, yeah. Uh, it was. It was cool um, because Will opened up with his solo set, um, and uh, his band is called Horse Girl, and it's just him. So it's not really a band. But um, oh, shots fired! <laughs> shots fired! <laughs> but that, he was very good, and he had this awesome setup. Just and fucking around. Great sound. You don't so, know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> I, I really liked what he was wearing. He was wearing um, like a full suit, and the place was like really hot. So yeah, we felt really bad for him, but he looked awesome. Yeah, he was so. sweating harder than Chris Farley in the like van down by the river sketch, you know. But um, it was great, and he had a setup with like flowers on a, like an end table, which we have buffalo chicken dip on our end table, delicious. and it's pretty delicious. So if you hear any weird noises, just, just pretend it's that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so it was great. Uh, it was a great set, um, and um, unfortunately, Hillturn could not be at the show, but uh, we did get to see one of the members, who's also the singer of XY Spaces, do a stand-up comedy act which was pretty entertaining and he's pretty humorous um, dude he's he's a funny guy he's yeah like, yeah brady wet yeah no, he's it, nice. was, uh, it was interesting definitely um, xy spaces played at gadfest 2 <laughs> by the way oh really yeah gadfest oh. part two and when is gadfest part two again gadfest part, part three three is gonna be october 20th oh so they're gonna play. Okay, they played at gadfest the previous two. one well i uh, mm-hmm. missed that one unfortunately um, they'll probably be playing at uh, I wouldn't be surprised I think they're probably playing at Ghost Fest which will be the same night oh Ghost Fest for Anna's Ghost yeah uh, I went to the first Ghost Fest and it was a lot of fun yeah they're um, very cool she's very cool I love all her work and everything and all the bands she covers a lot of the same bands we do yeah I've still got one of the shirts and a bunch of stickers good stuff um, and uh, yep Kyle Adams played his solo project um, which I think is called uh, Beach Golf Blues yeah. And um, it was a lot of fun. We got to sing Andrew Jackson Jihad along with him, and uh, his solo works pretty rad. And um, I don't really play favorites, so you know I'm not going to. But um, they sucked equally. <laughs> <laughs> you heard I, it from Jesse. Eyes <laughs> on Lips played, and um, uh, my favorite local band. <laughs> they uh, they did very well. So you don't play favorites, or I was joking. Yeah, it's joking, but yeah, they they, they played very well. Um, last night, <laughs> but uh, just last night. Oh no! Every no, other no. night they're terrible. Uh, uh, you heard it here. <laughs> you heard it. Yes, he said it. Wait, no. I mean, that's not my name. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. JC. JC. Um, Jesus Christ. Maybe. What does the JW stand for? JW. Um, it's because I have such reverence for um, President George W. Bush. Right. Right, because he started that awesome uh, war. 
in Iraq. He's just copying his dad. <laughs> I mean, please, anybody just do what their dad does. Yeah. Become president and start a war in the desert. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... I Political. Mean, <laughs> Political commentary. Everybody loves a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know. So, I don't know. My middle name's William, so I went with W. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Um, but, yeah, that was a... It's a good show last night. Um, but it was a terrible war in Iraq. Um... So, uh, That's why we didn't invite it to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it on the show. Um, and um, I don't know. If, are there any more shows coming up that you guys know about? There's tons of shows, and I should have written them down. <laughs> mm. Comment on the the, the YouTube page what yeah. shows are coming up. I, I, you <laughs> yes, know, please. I don't go to like many shows, but like after going. Uh, last night, uh, I really need to start going more. Yeah, I, I kidnapped mean, Andy. It was just amazing, like, the, the atmosphere there. I mean, it was so hot, but still it was fun. So we need to start going to more shows. It's all a fever sure. dream. Definitely. Yeah, I actually had to hit him in the back of the head with, like, a Harley Quinn mallet and just <laughs> drag him to the show. But um, it was awesome. It was great to see everybody. Okay. Here's one. I got I got a big, big show to mention. Go for it. X is playing at Low Mill what? on September 7th. No way! X. X. That's huge. Yes. And it's very important. They are, The tickets are selling fast, so if you're going to buy a ticket, you need to go online and order a ticket. Okay, well, I need to order a ticket you then. You do it. Yes. The Go-Go Killers, of course, will be playing there with them. That's awesome. Their their drummer, Michael, used to be playing in X2, so there That's you cool. go. Uh, X2, like... X-Men. X as well, not X2. <laughs> you nodded. <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to play at X2. How about this? Nobody was playing in X2. They were serious. <laughs> it was the best X-Men film. But, um, I don't but, yeah, That's just, you know. That's so, for an X-Men film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Low Mill is actually one of my favorite venues. Uh, I've seen a lot of cool things there. Uh, Happening Fest used to be there. And they had um, free craft beer and free veggie and non-veggie dogs. Mm. So all day. And Mean Jeans headlined. And that was amazing because they're one of my favorite Cheesy Ramones cover type bands. Um, So that was awesome. Um, Nice. Andy, I heard um, from this uh, possible bullet list that we have that you're in a band (laughs) called the Andys. Yes, I think I talked about that a little bit on the last episode. Where Um, did the... Where did the name come from? The name may have come from my name, possibly. Mm. Um, but well, I guess you couldn't call it the Smiths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was already taken. Mm. Um, it wasn't really my idea to um, to call the band the Andes because um, you know I don't have that big of an ego. I mean, it's up there, but it was really um, I think it was my brother's idea to call us the Andes, and I guess we couldn't really come up with a better name at the time, so we kind of rolled with it. Who all was in it? Um, yeah, so we had, uh, of course, me on guitar and um, vocals, and <laughs> Austin Johnson on bass. Sweet Tommy Wilkinson bass. played uh, trumpet. My brother was in the band as well. He played trumpet. Isaac Harris was the drummer, and then we had uh, Dylan Cannell, or Dylan Brickhouse now, uh, playing trombone. And uh, originally we had uh, Noah Sauls. Uh, he also played uh, lead guitar with us, um, and uh, he left the band, and for a while I was the only guitar player, um, and uh, eventually we had uh, Peyton Stewart come in and play guitar with us as well, so. 
Nice. You sounds like you had almost as many members as Tigers Hellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had uh, a lot of uh, members come through. But, That's a tough one. Uh, yeah, we played um, we played uh, mostly like ska, reggae um, type stuff, and uh, and we did did a little bit of rock and and just kind of had a very unique sound, I guess. But uh, what are some of your best memories from the shows that you played? Um, uh, we played at Andy's Music a lot, which was cool because it was always the Andy's at Andy's. Yeah, Andy's and your name. Um, I always yeah. wondered if there was a connection back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but it was just a coincidence. Because, yeah. um, uh, you know, um, it was just Andy's in Southside, uh, Andy's Music there. And, um, so I didn't really know. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. Mm. Um, but those were always fun shows. Um, so I enjoyed playing with um, all the local bands up there. Um, let's see. I enjoyed playing, um, we put this one show at the Firehouse in Birmingham, which was really cool. Um, I've heard good things about the Firehouse. Yeah, we left, I left all the, uh, the old Andy's t-shirts there, so if you haven't, if you still have like an Andy's t-shirt, those are pretty unique now because, um, I don't have any more. (laughs) I've got like mine, so. You can probably sell them for a high Bitcoin price. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> um, but we played with a lot of cool, um, a lot of cool bands, uh, a lot of cool ska bands that we got to come from out of state, and cool. from other places like um, Survey Says. Yeah, Survey yeah, Says. Cool. Yeah, most people don't think of uh, <laughs> most people. Um, most people don't think Alabama and ska. And I mean, I know there is plenty of ska bands in Alabama, but I'm sure there's been like a ska Alabama. Um, there like, has to be. Uh, like yeah. compilation at some point has to have been but um yeah survey says uh yeah they were uh we got to open up for their uh lead singer and you played a solo set yeah that was a lot uh, of fun. tiger house i did a show with them oh that's cool that's awesome um and uh shut up travis they're from montgomery they're very good and uh blame sydney we got to play play a show with them they're um they're old ska band um they broke up a few years back but um bastards they were <laughs> they were um <laughs> Really cool uh, ska band uh, from Auburn, and it was really neat to, to play with them. Um, That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of us like the punk scene in Auburn is interesting because like I never got to see any glimpse of that. So. No, they've had such amazing stuff going on in Auburn. That's something I, don't, yeah. I have no clue hardly about what's going on there now. But yeah. they have a pretty rich history for having like great acts coming out there. And, playing and stuff we gotta get some folks on here to talk about it that'd Cause, be awesome because i don't know shit no we get somebody else who knows some shit because yeah. i'm gonna be like some guy told me and i heard <laughs> i heard through the grapevine yeah because we used to just like go to coyotes and just dance to really bad rap music and that's what we did so rap music yeah <laughs> <laughs> run the jewels is awesome nah. um i don't know any it's you know <laughs> <laughs> fight <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, anything else you'd like to say about the Andes, uh, there, Andy? Are you playing at Andes? When's the reunion? Uh, no! Yeah, yeah I've, I've talked to, to some of the guys about, um, having a reunion show, and so hopefully, maybe that'll happen one day, um, I would love to do it, um, but I haven't talked to all the guys, so, yeah. Get That's on it. I, yeah. Call them now. So, we talked about the Andes. You mentioned them last time. So that got my brain a percolating because we mentioned Rush Punk and Jesse talked a little bit. I wanted to ask because I know nothing about Rush Punk. I know absolutely nothing. And I mean, I don't know how much there is to know because probably wasn't around very long, but I know zip, zilch, nothing. 
Um, so it, tell me something. It was a great story, actually, because like um, I, I just had a class with Wes Reed, and um, he just happened to be like, uh, "Hey, you you like punk?" I heard, and I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, um, I was like, what kind of band do you want to start? Because he said he wanted to start a band. And he's like, you ever heard the Germs? And I was like, oh shit. And so I just instantly started like trying to, you know, like play 80s hardcore, which was like hard for me. I still can't play the chorus to Manimal, which was the first thing he wanted to play. But um, the best thing about it is my roommate was asleep the first time he came over. He just walks in the apartment and he's like, do you have anywhere I can heat this up? And it was a Hot Pocket. And so he heated up the Hot Pocket, plugged in an app, and then just started screaming like Darby Crash in the living room. And so I just plugged in my app and was like blasting it. And then my roommate just comes out like super pissed. And it was great. Pissed and off roommate. That's how you know it's good stuff. I know, yeah. He was just like, what are you guys doing? And without a drum, like drummer, like the germ sounds like hilarious. <laughs> but um, so from that, we ended up uh, getting with Brandon and then... Cody Jackson, we ended up getting up with him, and we started practicing at Brad Norris's garage, which was uh, it was a lot of fun. We couldn't think of a name forever, and Brandon is usually the cornerstone of every band I'm in because I know how to play like three chords and I don't have any imagination. So like you know, he would come up with all the cool like bass runs. He'd be like, "Hey, can you play this on guitar? Maybe you know." And so they were like, "That sounds like he's playing like Rush, like Getty Lee stuff, but like punk." So. We coined the term Rush Punk. Rush Punk. And we never got to play a show. That's ever. Right. But um, we have some really bad recordings. And uh, if you uh, Google it, it's like it's all one word, all caps. And I think it's got an exclamation point because everything cool has an exclamation point after it. True! <laughs> or a question mark if you're the band skeptic. True. Um, but True. <laughs> we had another interesting thing. Both Jesse and Adam are wearing skeptic shirts right now. So yeah. skeptic from Birmingham. Skeptic with a question mark. Great guys, amazing shows. Fantastic band. I got to see him open up for the Coffee Cats. And apparently, Adam was playing a show down the road at the time. Yeah. Um, and I missed that. Yeah, I was giving out free skeptic records at my show <laughs> while they were playing a show. Because that's the kind of great friend I am. So you can always count on me. Yeah, Brush uh, Punk was a pretty weird project. Basically, we just we were really mad at the time, Wes and I. We just wanted to be really sarcastic and just biting towards like all like Southern aristocracy, like fraternities, like the whole Greek system, the whole like uh, socio like economic like warfare that was going on. So a lot of the songs dealt with that. Um, but then it turns out like our best song that we ever wrote was just about him, I think, moving. Um, but it had like a killer guitar part and bass part and drum part. But um, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I always thought it was interesting that you guys had the punk in there because there are other bands that have punk or punks in their name, but they very rarely have anything to do with punk rock. Like, yeah. like surf punks or daft punk or whatever, you know, and it's... Yeah, everybody was like, the first rule of punk is you don't put punk in the name of your punk band. And I was like, yeah. And were like, we're I mean, breaking all the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck your rules. <laughs> it's like, but Rush Punk had already stuck at that point. My name could, is Punky Rotten. Yeah, and I kept trying to think of names. I'm like, how about Butt Chug? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, how about, I don't know. But um, I've always wanted to start like an 80s hardcore type band called Judge Roy Boar. If anybody's down, nice. hit me up. Like, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to go on right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
Epic. Alright, let's go home. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're still we talking. might have more. Holy shit. Pass the, pass the paper. The Mostly Harmless? The Mostly Harmless? <laughs> the, the talk, mostly about harmless? Band, talk about bands with question marks. Oh. That was my first band. Nice. Okay. Yeah. See knowledge right there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm named after my first band. Not my first band named after me. Now it looks like some kind of ego thing. Like it was mostly harmless, did everything. Mm-hmm. But we were, back then, it was less lame to name yourself after a Douglas Adams thing. <laughs> like now it's just like, uh-huh. that's, that's cute, that's nice. But, you know, because lots of times people are like, I read a book. Yes. And so that's it. I read this book, so now I'm named after this book. It works so well, though. Like, yeah. mostly harmless. I mean, it's like kind of like Minor Threat. Yeah. And it, I like that. And it worked that. So we we were, this was when I was still living in Pell City when I was starting it. And I, I guess I had come out to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. but my friends from Pell City ended up, so basically I had friends in high school, but they didn't join a band with me until after I left. So then we'd get together. So it was my friend, Kevin Oliver, who became Ash Nagasaki. And uh, we had uh, Ansel Hollis, who became Ansel Oyster. And then we had Oyster. See, like you're talking about punk. <laughs> Putting oi in a name is horrible. So he became Oyster. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he always wanted to have a band called Spiky and the Oysters. That yeah. was the name of his dog. His dog was Spiky. Spike, so it's going to be Spiky and the Oysters, which is much better than the Mostly Harmless for a name. But um, I don't know. I like this. So <laughs> there was another like kind of college act that was just called Mostly Harmless, but at least I had the the and question mark, so that kept me from us uh, our band from getting confused with theirs. But they're from like another state, so yeah, kind of like um, there's another gag cast and don't listen to them. Yeah, don't, we, don't don't mention the other yeah, gag cast. They, uh, <laughs> we don't want Jerry, no. Andrew, and Derek. We're coming after you guys. <laughs> We'll see you in um, the yeah. octagon. Not Gad yeah. is not to be confused with Dag. That's David Allen Greer. Completely <laughs> <laughs> different. Oh, Still man. our competition, though. Yes. You better watch out. David Allen Greer. Watch like, out, David Allen Greer. Yeah. We, don't, we don't take to your brand of comedy <laughs> in these punk rock parks. It's too family-oriented. Fuck yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to yeah. say about Messy no, Armas? We were around... For a while, the reason why I think it's worth mentioning is some people called us an influence, but our influence was that we did it even though we shouldn't have. Like, we, you say you couldn't play, but I'm talking about the mostly harmless. They, most of the time they were around, were not as good as this shitty-ass house band that we have here. <laughs> like, they were terrible. So, what we, what we did was I always wanted to play everything super fast. I was like, da 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 want to play fast. We had Ash Nagasaki. He's like seven feet tall. And he liked to play like slow-ass bass, like doom, doom, goth type stuff. Uh, Ansel, like I said, he's Ansel Oyster. Later he became Super Donut. They Ansel's changed the stage cool name. name. We also had a, later on we had a second guitarist. We called him, uh, I can't remember. His, oh, his name was Daniel because I called him Old Dan Yeller. And then people said, you can't call him that. So I called him uh, Sid Delicious. Sid, De- oh, Sid so, Delicious so we just a great name. Shitty names. So that's what no, we, that's we did have a keyboardist for like one day. His name was Bob 12. Oh. And so, but we were just terrible. I mean, we were like so hideously awful. But we encouraged people because people would see us playing. Now, we'll say this. We were the best looking band. Mm. 
we looked awesome. You'd see us and be like, these guys are the real deal. <laughs> and then, then we'd play and be like, those guys are too real. I don't like this. Oh, yeah. There was a show like we played with the Screaming Cogs, and uh, it still cracks me up because um, I had no idea how to play guitar, but I was wearing this like ridiculous fedora because I'd apparently just seen like the uh, Rancid video, like uh, Time Bomb. Yeah. And um, I was rocking an Op Ivy shirt with ripped up jeans, you know, but I could barely play like three chords. Uh, Looks matter, you know. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. that's all that. That's all that mattered. But, but we were trying to start a zine back then, and we never could make it work. Like it was going to be horrible. I had these like super bad, pretentious ideas. This is like the beginning of college, and I was just like. Like, I was above stuff, but I was clueless of things. I wanted to be political, but I had no idea really what I thought politically. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be... I'm so... I already do shit over the top anyway. I'm, I love hyperbole. Oh, yeah. That's spelled hyperbole. I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> it is. Um, but I love it. Uh, I'm mainly speaking hyperbole, and it's not just because I'm a high-energy person. It's also because I'm bad at math. Yeah. So I'm like... It was the most. That was the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. So I don't have to rate it at yeah. all. If it's no. the best, if they're all the best, no, then all, I don't. When I when I review stuff, I don't give any stars. <laughs> yeah. But our uh, our our attempt at a zine. I wanted to start a zine called American Vetum or Vetum. Now, this is how highfalutin I was. Okay, Vetum was inspired by uh, a little homemade magazine that children in a concentration camp had Ooh. in World War Two. And they kept that, and they would hide it, and they'd make one issue, and everybody would read it. And I thought that that story really touched me. That's the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. But what would have been the most uncool thing would have been when these whiny Alabama boys (laughs) start trying to make it and connect that to it. So in my head, I'm like, this is a tribute to them. Mm -hmm. But really, it was just going to be like, how lame and pretentious can you be and insulting to that and it was it was bad like I, I I was making collage work for it and I found like an image of like Hitler and Nazi youth and I put like Mickey Mouse ears on it like it was some like stuff that might have been cute in the late 70s early 80s like yeah see Disney's like Hitler but it's just like <sighs> so what is the Walt Disney Hitler correlation like is that a real thing yeah it says well, it's a real thing I don't know how far it goes because I've tried to, I've tried to read different things about it but mm-hmm. uh, there was a time prior to World War II where there was a whole lot of people who thought Nazis were chic they liked some of the stuff that Hitler was talking about mm-hmm. and a lot of people uh, were blaming stuff on Jews blaming stuff on everything else I mean it made and, and it's that's uh, Charlie Chaplin famously spoke out against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Three Stooges spoke out against it. Mm-hmm. They had the the you you nasty spy, you know, where Mo ends up making himself look like Hitler. And but that's them like they were trying to fight it. But there were other people who just seemed like they well. First of all, most people didn't know in especially in America didn't know about the concentration. They didn't have the concentration camps yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they. People always love a good scapegoat. Yes, they do. Yes. Um, so that's how it went. So there were a lot of stars just from that era who later, a lot of them changed their mind. Now, somebody who was very much pro-Nazi for a long time was Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, the president. No, the, the car maker. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like Henry? Yeah, Henry Ford. Straight up. <laughs> uh, Henry Ford is referenced in Mein Kampf. What? 
Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So everybody needs to go read Mein Kampf, right? Now. No, don't read Mein Kampf. <laughs> you don't need to read Mein Kampf, but... It's really, I, really boring. But I assure, I assure you, <laughs> but he's, he's mentioned it, and Hitler was a big fan mm-hmm. of Ford, and Ford was a fan of Hitler. Yeah. And there were Ford factories in Germany that had slave labor. Oh, wow. So, about this punk rock podcast. They were, yeah, sorry, I didn't even know that. You just opened the gates of Ford. Ford is a shitty company anyway. Don't yeah. buy their trucks, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so, um, is there anything else you'd like to add about no, uh, I mean, Mostly I, Harmless? No, it just, it really, like, literally people did refer to us as being influential just because we did that. Like, we weren't influential. Nobody ever wanted to sound mm. like us. But if you had a bad moment, if you had a, a, a string break on stage, and you just pull a mostly harmless, yeah, and you just keep playing. Yeah, it would uh, it would really crack me up because people would come up to me and they'd be like, you know, hey, you guys like kind of inspired us to be a band, and I'd be like, you guys released a lot more music than us and yeah. have done a lot more shows and yeah. been a lot more successful, you know. But so just like, just somebody doing it, and honestly, that's kind of, uh, I mean, that goes back to the story of the Ramones and the Sex Pistols. Some people saw the epic shows and mm. thought, oh, those bands are so amazing. I want to be like them, whatever. Then other people saw them. They're like, that's it. That's all there is to it. They just did that. I'd read all this crazy shit, and that's all they're doing. It's like, well, I could do that, you know. And then they did it. Um, yeah, that's it's interesting. Um, so Gad eighteen is it finished? Or what do you have to say about that? Nowhere near finished. Cool. So, so I have to. I have a lot of work to do. I put that on on our list of things to maybe talk about. Because I was hoping I'd have more done, but I'm still writing. I have like I'm working on about 22 reviews. I'm hoping somebody else will write a review. I would say uh, before I work on it, we might like know people who could, uh, and there could be people that write in that could possibly help us with that. Yeah, um, I mean that's usually we just want people to like write if it's especially if it's local or semi-local, mm-hmm. and and it touches you in some way. You know, I would I would love for you to to you know write for us. We'll give you credit. We won't pay anything because none of us are getting paid. Yeah, this is a this is a money losing operation. Yeah. That's why we have the Gadfest stuff. So, uh, it's it's pure it's pure negative profit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Gadfest. See, Gadfest last year was in the summer. I think I want to say it was June. I could I'm sure be. those funds lasted I, you all year. Didn't well, <laughs> we we made a pretty good bit of money. That's cool. And, it, and I got like probably about a year's worth of of money. Really? Like yeah, to cover it for a year. And you actually know. But how to yeah, but it's been it's yet. been more than a year. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm starting to feel the crunch. I mean, we still have people who donate and everything, so I'm yes. not I'm not I'm not suffering that much. And that's the that's been a nice mm-hmm. a nice evolution. I don't mind putting in money, but it's really nice to. To have other people work on it and support it, just like, oh my goodness, I get to eat. <laughs> so you're the only one writing on this issue? No, other people, other people Ooh, writing. Uh, cool, Selena cool. Brill has already written some stuff. Nice. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Alabama Sharp writes something. He usually does. I'm sure. Cool, cool. Uh, Jackson AD will he writes for us regularly. Uh, Kevin Span, uh, he's he he's written for. Me and Kevin Spann are the only ones who have written every single issue. Kevin's like one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah, we, we're going to get him on the show. Awesome. And uh, he interviewed me for uh, his podcast thing like a long time ago. Oh, really? What was his podcast? Yeah, it, was, it was his No Pants Productions. Stuff. Oh, yeah, so, the yeah. No Pants Production. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it would be great to have Kevin on here. But yeah, well, he's actually written for every single issue. That's why if anybody asks me who, who founded the zine, I'll say, 
Adam Harmless, Colby Leak, and Kevin Spann. Because Kevin Spann was in that first issue, he was the only other person who came in and, and wrote something. There's a whole lot of people saying, We're gonna I'm gonna write something. But again, <laughs> like I said before, it's it was a fantasy to people. They didn't think it was gonna happen, so it never it never happened. So he me, Colby, and Kevin were the only ones who wrote anything the first issue. Now Selena has written everything has written in, st- in every issue since uh, two. So two all the way up through 18. Because oh. she's already turned in stuff for 18. So I know she's in 18 also. So Sweet. Two through 18, she's been in every single one of them. She's written poetry. and She's written reviews. Awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic. We might have her on sometime. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've already talked to her about it. We, uh, cool, cool. We need to get Sharp on. We need to get a lot of people on. Anybody. Yeah. yeah I, have, I, have, <laughs> I have a little list in my phone. Sweet. Yeah, when you can gather around our nacho plate and yeah. our end table and our yeah. condenser mic. We, we will share nachos with you, <laughs> but you'll have to put your fingers in the dip. <laughs> that's that's the, the problem. Yeah, so, it's the price of admission. Yeah. yeah, the double yeah. dip. Yeah. Uh, Brian Burke's art? Yes, I put that on there. Cause somehow, we didn't mention Brian Burke's in the last episode, yet I feel like I'm talking about him constantly because he's a very 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 prolific artist and uh if this was a video podcast i'd show a bunch of his stuff and then i'd be like see you've seen it before but he did he did the cover of issue 17 that really cool cover that everybody's been loving cool and he and he's been so busy like literally and i didn't mean to do this but if you look in the issue where he did the cover there's reviews of three different groups that he did the cover art for and it's just like it's a there's even one page where it has uh the murder of jane crow and he did the art for their cover and uh random conflicts latest oh and it had their cover which both of those are fantastic for completely different reasons but you should check out both of those both those albums but yeah and then the uh he also did the uh the artwork for the uh the mcriots and cool. I haven't heard them cry. It's they're, they're really good, like good horror punk. Let's see. We got the Dirty Swagger and the and Femme. Yeah, uh, that's a new band. Cool. Where are they based out of? I haven't actually heard them yet. Oh. So that's just on my list to check them out. But I, their pedigree is fantastic. So that's the thing. Cool. Like I love the, the Dirty Swagger is fantastic. If you haven't heard Sweet. the Dirty Swagger, they're from uh, Muscle Shoals. And oh, that's yeah. that's a good area for music. Yeah. Uh, Brad Blade Osborne, the uh, the singer guitarist, he is literally up there as one of the best showmen I've ever seen. Like playing playing guitar, acting crazy on stage, just being a lot of fun. So it's 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 pretty cool. I wonder if they'll be playing any shows around here. Uh, they, they, I'm sure they're gonna be playing tons in like Huntsville. Okay, that'd be. That's good. I gotta make it to Huntsville more. Yes, and uh, film is sort of a a combination of them and of uh, him from Dirty Swagger and Bad Susan, which was like it was a band I I always called uh, sass punk. So I called <laughs> them, and but they were fantastic. Like they were just like fun and loud, and they just kind of sang about I don't know, just kind of sang about life, and but it was just good sing-along punk rock girl vocals that sounds awesome and i mean it, they were epic I, I mean i'm saying epic a lot this episode it's like it's like you saying awesome yeah i literally just uh, i think shit. i've done it tonight too yeah, yeah that's not awesome <laughs> <sighs> cool cool 
Cool, cool. But yeah, so I wanted to mention them. Okay, uh, one of our bullet points um, of this list that doesn't exist um, is parents just don't understand. They don't. Um, so, Andy, when you first got into punk rock, uh, did your parents really know what was going on at first? What do you mean? Did they were like, oh, God, our son's a loser. A lot, well, anything-wise, like, share about, like, your early punk days and, like, because um, I know Jesse was already yeah, I mean, friends he, with a lot of punk yeah, bands. I mean, he kind of led the way for that. I mean, so he was already into punk rock, and he took me to my first show, which was the Reagans. And some other band called Buckshore Bridges Drowning, and they were, they were pretty bad. But the Reagans were awesome. And, um, Whoa! Don't so yeah. Fuck them. So like, listening to the Reagans, kind of that's what um, seeing them live. That's what got me into into punk to begin with. And I, uh, I guess like before this was like pre Andes. I, um, I kind of sort of listening to like ska and. Um, really punk and I, I wanted to have like a ska punk band um so um it was like me and uh austin johnson who was later in the andes and um elliot russo and i think stephen wills we we kind of had a band i think we called ourselves the anarchists yes i remember you telling me about that specifically yeah. in the camper when we were in tuscaloosa one day yeah we just kind of um just played around, but I don't know, I don't think we ever really played a show or anything. I think one time we did, um, we rented out the Rainbow City Community Center. And that's pretty awesome. So I don't know <laughs> if that's really like a show, but we kind of like played for our families and Hardcore. some friends. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you rent out a community center, I think it counts as a show. Yeah, I guess, um, so. I guess so. It was fun. Yeah. I, remember, I remember specifically, played some ACDC song and how Ray got up. On stage and started oh, singing. Okay, it was it was we started playing <laughs> TNT and he sang Back in Black. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, that's how interchangeable a lot of the ACDC songs are. Says yeah. the guy who's like the Ramones is one of their favorite bands. But um, like that's awesome. And I did you guys actually cover Nancy Reagan? Because I remember you guys yeah, were yeah, uh, I mean, talking about covering. Yeah, we were we were like uh, just. I mean, at least I was. I was just like huge Reagan's fan like I was oh, just yeah. like a fanboy I still and, have my uh, Reagan shirt too so I just wanted to like cover all the Reagan songs <laughs> it is nice that you had like you know your parents kind of got it um with me um it was pretty it was, it was pretty smooth transition with me like but I do know like when it got to the emo phase and all my friends were like wearing um girls jeans my mom was like you do like girls don't you and I was like yeah I do I was like, and I can't, I'm, I, I can't fit into the girls' pants because I don't know what size I'm supposed to buy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that was a, that was like a, the interesting moment. Um, but then, like later on, um, I just remember doing a class project where I had like the classic Alex Ross, like George Bush as a vampire sucking the blood out of the Statue of Liberty, um, and uh, I put that on my poster board for like things that are important to me, and which was also art and politics. And she like cried. <laughs> so, uh, but looking back, um, I, I, I don't think she would do that. She's changed a lot since then. So that was like that was probably the roughest story as far as like the whole punk thing goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, my parents like uh, they didn't like the music. I don't think particularly like. I mean, they were not like they do now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they were just glad that I was doing something. They were glad yeah. that I was into to music and stuff and being productive and not just going out and. You know, they were pretty supportive of it. 
Yeah, my, my parents have been supportive of it too. Um, so they were pretty stoked. I think they showed up to a few of our shows actually. And even if I did happen to, you know, not like females, I know she would have supported me. Um, but um, yeah, I don't, my my parents they never got it. My dad hated my punk rock jacket. <laughs> he hated that because I had everything stuck on there. I was one of those guys I'd buy like a a thing of safety pins and just cover my jacket in it <laughs> and we had there was stupid shit at the school so my dad was concerned about my parents both my parents would be concerned about us like see my dad always dressed unusual and stuff and he'd always fight he'd dress crazy he'd get into stuff and just dress how he wanted to and so he kind of knew what that was like and because he was like you know he went to like big hippie festivals and stuff mm-hmm. like that he was a narc Mm-hmm. But he went to. I <laughs> loved all that stuff. Like it got kind of rough in my school. I was going to high school when grunge was coming in, mm-hmm. and so it got easier with like other kids because a lot of kids were into because it, it got popular, and we had teachers that would pick on the kids for wearing flannel shirts and not buttoning them up and tucking them in, mm-hmm. and they would force them to tuck in their flannel shirts, crazy shit like that. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, but they... we couldn't have there was no coloring in the hair so I would I'd put peroxide in the side of my hair so it'd still be a natural color but it just didn't match <laughs> but my parents they didn't like I told you my friend Ash Nagasaki he had he wore safety pins on his clothes I didn't know him at the time he was a year behind me I didn't really know him that well I knew of him but I didn't know him that well and some girl asked him I guess it was a girl I thought it was a girl the story he told why am I picking on women <laughs> Jesse why do you hate women uh, <laughs> Jay, why do you hate women? The, what he did, though, is he was wearing safety pins. And somebody asked him, like, why you wear all those safety pins? He had no clue. He wasn't a punk rocker. Oh. He was just, I want to dress crazy. He had no clue. It's kind of like he shaved his eyebrows off, and they were like, oh, like in Pink Floyd the Wall. He's like, what? Yeah. You know, he was, just, he was just an individual. And he said, these, uh, he's like, these uh, represent the souls that I've taken. And... <laughs> Okay, that's they're the like, best answer. They're like, hey, damn devil worshippers. <laughs> so I'm like walking around the school with safety pins on my jacket. And somebody's walking walking over. They're like, was that, was that supposed to be my soul? And I'm like looking at them like, no, it's a safety pin. What are you talking? You got a bunch of souls on your jacket. It's like, what? No, safety pins. They're for pinning things safely I guess and, and he, but I never knew what that was about and they, they did that so they banned safety pins from my school that oh, year wow. so that just turned into uh, I mean I, I could still wear tons of buttons and I just wore a thousand buttons but he, he switched over to wearing uh, paper clips paper clips and they oh, were okay with that then it just turned into paper clips I was so hoping that you paper clips paper clips paper clips were souls then but he still got to wear them but anyway <laughs> so my parents they never got it there wasn't that many punk rockers in the school mm-hmm. anyway. But, like, there was uh, Ansel's brother, Jason. Later on, Ansel was there, obviously. He's a couple years behind me. Uh, they were into punk rock. But I didn't even feel like I was a part of that bunch. Because, I mean, I remember people saying that me and my friend Ivan, like, we weren't punks. They were like, y'all aren't punks. And they said, Ivan's a punk ass. <laughs> but we're not... But we weren't, so I had, but it's just because I didn't fit in mm-hmm. with what, even that. Like, I couldn't even fit in with punk rockers. That's why when somebody mm-hmm. says, like, Adam's a punk rocker, I'm like, I make for a very poor punk rocker. But I, <laughs> uh, I like to wear my hair in my front. Like, I had, like, a wall of hair that blocked my face. 
and the rest of my hair short. My parents hated that. They despised that. It killed them that I had that. So I got a low grade in something. For some reason, they thought I might have to go to summer school. I, there was no way I was going to have to go to summer school. Maybe they're as bad at math as I am. But there, so I did fine. Like rest of my, my grades were were like mediocre to fine. So you know, because what it was, I, I was great at some stuff and not great at others. But um, they took that as an opportunity to make me cut off my hair. Like you got to cut your hair. Like it's punishment. Yes. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we'll take you to a nice place to do it. And I was like, no, fuck you. I'm going to cut my hair myself. You're going to be like that. So I just cut my hair. And they're like, no, you don't have to. We'll get it done nice. No, fuck that. So I cut my hair. And what I did is I didn't even listen to the Misfits then. But I basically cut off all the hair except for like a devil lock in the front. So I had this little hair in the front. And I could comb it back and like kind of hide it behind my ear. My hair was thicker back then in the front. So I could do that. Which is probably why my hair is thinner now, because I used to do crazy shit to it. So I just combed it back like that. So they were like, "Oh, don't you feel so much better? You look so nice now." And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." And then I just go to school and shake out the little, <laughs> the little devil lock. I don't know. We did weird. We did weird. Like I had uh, me and Ivan tried to make our own spike bracelets with screws. Oh yeah. We found out we found out that didn't work out very well in a crowded hallway at school. <laughs> see some some somebody be walking by and they're like ah, and it's just like oh, and you just kind of like slowly put your hand inside your coat and like uh, I don't know. It kind of makes me like appreciate that I grew up in the time period that I did. Like people were always saying like oh I you know I was born in the wrong decade or whatever. Yeah. But like if you think about like how much more conservative like or whatever yeah. people were back. You know, no, well, I mean, 40 or 50 years ago. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, well, even like if you just go back in, in punk rock, like mm-hmm. I'm complaining, like, man, they sure were mean to me doing punk rock stuff in the 90s. And it's like, okay, talk to the guys in like the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about the shit they were going through, you know. Did you ever get like any shit after uh, Columbine happened? The way uh, you dressed? Or? Here's the thing. I, okay, before I started wearing the punk clothes, mm-hmm. I wore trench coats. I wore a trench coat and I had a little brooch that came from my mom, but it looked kind of like an iron cross. Uh-huh. People thought I was a gang leader. <laughs> and, uh, so me and I both had our trench coats. And um, I graduated. So I was out of school before Columbine happened. Okay. But I think my brother and Ansel were still there, and they wore mm-hmm. they start wearing trench coats. So mm-hmm. I don't I can't remember where it all lines up with that. But he, but people were kind of mean to my brother mm-hmm. with with stuff like that but I don't know his his class is a bunch of asses anyway my brother's class is all mean <laughs> like I was like I was a junior when they were freshmen and it was the kids in my brother's class that tried to pick on me and try to start shit yeah. and I'd be like what the, get away from me little person why are you doing this you know they try to punch me or something and you know, I'm just like what are you doing <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I remember um, being cornered, like, in the bathroom by, like, a football player in high school, and it's just funny to think about, um, because he was just like, why do you wear black all the time? Yeah. And I was like, um, because I like music, and most of the bands that I listen to only put out black t-shirts. Yeah. But really, half of the reason was black shows sweat stains way less, and, like, I'm a nervous sweater, like, crazy. There's sweat stains all the way down the sleeveless shirt, if that, you know, tells you anything. We had a lot of that stuff. We had a principal who, this is funny, he was, before he'd been the 
I'm making quotation symbols with my fingers right now. He was the cool principal. Everybody thought he was awesome. He got the the local like rock band uh, chew toy play, to play in the auditorium, and they were they were cool guys. They were nice. Okay, like those, they sound like an '80s hair metal yeah, band. They, were, they weren't. They were all right. Well, they may have done a few covers. Okay. But, but I'm saying, but they, but they, but so he was this guy who, like, he's he's easy going, seems kind of reasonable. But he liked met he liked the metalhead, seemed like he was okay with him. So like me and Ivan, we were walking around wearing trench coats, never gave us problems. Ivan had long hair, had no problems with him. Right? The second the punk rock jackets came on, he was like, We gotta stop this. And he had he was he was a terror. We had a uh you know how you have like the week leading up to homecoming. And they have different days where you dress up and stuff. We had Rockstar Day. Okay? Yes. We had people walking around in full kiss makeup. Okay? <laughs> I happened to be in the bathroom. This is crazy. I walked into the bathroom as uh, he was in the bathroom making my brother wash out uh, the red coloring from his hair because my brother came dressed as Johnny Rotten. Oh, wow. And he said, you can't have color in your hair because that's a disruption. But facial makeup. Yeah, but the full facial makeup wasn't a problem. So, But the thing is, he went after grunge. He didn't understand any of that stuff. He was just ridiculous. It was probably because he listened to Kiss, so he identified with Kiss. That's what it was. He identified with Kiss. So he's like, this is new and different to me. But then, then like, uh, Ivan didn't help things. Because, like, I had stuff like Kill Your Radio written on my jacket. (laughs) That was just, like, the name of, like, a lame, uh, well, it was an okay little sampler, like, punk compilation but I was like that's neat I wrote that on the arm of my sh- of my jacket well like Ivan had like killed the Pope oh, <laughs> on, yeah. his, on his jacket and it, it turned out the, uh, the principal was Catholic it was just like <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah sorry about that but so remember weird. this is like uh, you know uh, this is back when so at Pope John Paul so you'd mm-hmm. always see him up there with you know Reagan or whoever like you mm-hmm. know, I don't know why he even had that but I don't know he, I'm sure he was just trying to be I mean he, at that, at that well, age, I, Ivan, yeah. Ivan had come from a very religious family and when mm-hmm. he broke away from you know how it is when the people first it, when they first get out of religion they go hardcore oh yeah when I was uh, 18 I was hardcore yeah so it just gets a little it's 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 as bad mm-hmm. as somebody when they first hardcore get into religion it's that yeah. same like where everybody's just like yeah, I was like, uh, I should make this whole class at Sneed mad. You know, yeah. like I should, I should raise my hand and yeah. actually make everyone angry. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I liked out with that. Our school, um, I mean, they didn't really pay attention to what we wore too much. You know, uh, it was mostly about the short shorts. So like, um, yeah, there were a few times that they. You know, some of our shirts were too offensive or whatever. But I remember I wore this casualty shirt, which, by the way, I would not wear any of their shirts now. Um, that said "All Across This Fucking World" on the top, and no one paid enough attention to me to notice that it <laughs> said, actually it said "fuck" on the shirt. You know, uh, Boaz was a Boaz was a good school. I uh, really got no yeah. That's what me complaints about that. I liked. I kind of liked that grunge helped us a lot because everybody kind of came together because of that because like stuff like i mean pearl jam's not going to help but like stuff like nirvana mm-hmm. that opened up the way for other people people green day was coming in right when i was going out so people Definitely. were starting to listen to other stuff there was a lot of there was christian kids who got into uh mxpx so instead of them all being like you're evil they're going tell me more about this punk rock so they'd be yes. like i like the ramones too because mm-hmm. they They'd listen to MXPX and they go, "What else is punk rock?" And they listen to their moms, you know. Yeah. And then I'd play them crass, and then they'd be like, "Please don't do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember Tooth and Nail Records, like 
was like a big thing coming up around like MXPX time, and I actually didn't have cable t- television. So no, like, I didn't. The only music I could watch on TV was Still Roots, which was on the Christian Channel. Yeah, and it was mostly like Tooth and Nail bands, and like uh, so it's like Five Iron Frenzy, MXPX, Slick Shoes, you know, Me Without You, Norma Jean. All well, I think bands. that's where just about everybody in this area, from Gadsden through Boaz, where most mm-hmm. of them got their start. Yeah, I mean, uh, music. it's it's. It's pretty interesting, and it's cool how big of an impact it made. I mean, we had an asshole who came through Pell City called Billy Mayo, and he came to our school. His and name is Mayo. Mayo. That's the the mayonnaise man. I, oh, that is Saturday, the mayonnaise Saturday, man. In Saturday Night Mind Control. Oh, I knew it. I was hoping it was. Billy Mayo came to came to my junior high, Duran <laughs> Duran Junior High in Pell City. Duran Duran Junior High. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But no, he, <laughs> but I mean, he he said that like all pop music was evil, and the version he gave at the school was not that crazy. I mean, it was still bad. It was crazy, but he didn't work so much religion into it. But he went to Ivan's church and said all sorts of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And his mom bought all the cassettes, so he had all these cassettes of his his thing there, and he'd play songs backwards, play the backwards masking. Oh, but wow. here's the thing. Those cheap ass tapes that he gave us, one of them flipped, and it played backwards. The tape played backwards. <laughs> so we're listening to Billy Mayo play backwards, right? So when the songs that he was playing backwards were playing back, play backwards, they should have been playing forward, but they didn't sound right. So he had changed them. Oh. And here's the fun part: we kept listening, getting a kick out of it, right? But at one point, it goes six, 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 three D movie. <laughs> And it was Billy Mayo doing one of his yelling. Because he'd be like, and then, hey! And it, it was him going, six, 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 3D movie. It's the best sample ever, I bet, yeah. so, for the future. But that's why, uh, well, the tape ate itself up shortly after that. We're like, no! So, but that's what Saturday Night Mind Control was about. Like, our song, That's that was about him. You know, he's trying to sell t-shirts. All these yeah. In junior high, everybody bought the shirts. They, I mean, he was like a rock star there. And he'd tell the story like, I had made it. Like, I was at the top, but my life was nothing. We were playing Holiday Inns. And it's just like, why would you use that as your story? Like, this is <laughs> Holiday Inns. The peak of success. We were playing a Holiday Inn. Like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. I was wondering, like, because I walked in here one day for practice, and I saw, like, lyrics that said, said the mayonnaise man. And I was like, that's got to be Adam's lyrics, right? Like, that's hilarious. Um, you know, Billy Mayo, because I, I would call him Billy Mayonnaise. I didn't care about music that much in junior high. Mm-hmm. Like I'd listen to like soundtracks and yeah. shit. I couldn't find good music yet, mm-hmm. and I'd just bother all the other kids. I'd be like Billy Mayonnaise, and they'd be like, "Shut up, man! He's cool." And it's like, <laughs> no, he isn't. Like I didn't even listen to music. I was like, "This guy's a dork." I'm like, what's he talking Who, about? Did was he in a band? Am I just like completely unaware of? No, or? he was in a band at one time. It was a, it was nothing. No, was he nothing. wasn't. He, he was literally was not in a band that was worth. Okay. Whatever. So yeah, he made his bread, going around telling everybody about the evils of music, which was yeah. that was a very good way to make money in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, snake oil salesman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that's what he did. He he just always pulled that kind of stuff, and he 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 seemed like he was around. I don't know how he maybe he might not have been around that much. Maybe he just made a massive impact when he first showed up. That's <laughs> when the cassettes came around. And everybody talked about. It. So I didn't get into music really. Get into music music until. Uh, Maybe the beginning of high school, may have been the end of junior high. Oh, really? When I got, uh, I had heard Faith No More's "The Real Thing" album. That's the mm-hmm. first one, Mike Patton. That's the one where he sings nasally to the whole thing. 
and uh, it's produced really weird, but it sounded really big and neat at the time, mm-hmm. and it was very unusual. I always liked heavy music, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, and I heard that, and I went to the store with uh, Ansel and Jason and uh, this other guy, Mark West, RIP, and uh, we all went with like their mom, mm-hmm. Ansel and Jason's mom, and I did not know how to shop for music. I didn't know how it worked. So I'm like, I want to buy some of this Faith No More. <laughs> I'm going to purchase some Faith No More. So I went over to the cassette tapes, because that's where we were at that time. Cassette tapes, the CDs were too expensive. And I just like, I guess you buy the earliest one first. Yes. You know, you don't go watch Jaws 3 before Jaws 1. So I'm like, I guess that's what you do. So I just went and looked at the backs and found like, all right, this one's from 1985. So I'll get it. So we're in the car ride home, and they're like, hey, can I look at your cassette, man? And Mark West looks at the thing, and he goes, oh, this is back when Chuck Mosley was a singer. I was like, bands can change fucking singers? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, no. What have I done? What is this? Holy shit. So I bought the thing. I mean, I'd already bought it. I took it home, listened to it. Actually, Jason asked, like, you know, you want us to play it? And Anza leaned in my ear and was like, don't let him put it in the player in the car. It's going to eat your tape. And I was like, okay, now nah, I'll just wait till we get home. <laughs> and I got home and listened to it. And that first Faith the More album, it is very, it's still very much in the post-punk vein, but it mixes in, like, post-punk and punk and uh, a little bit of rap and metal, like because they got a metal, they got a metal guitarist to play on there. So that's like my intro to everything. So that that's the reason why you hear me talking about Chuck Mosley so much. Because I mean, this dude, I kid you not, it, it's like not just like oh, this podcast wouldn't be happening for for him. So yeah. don't don't yeah, blame like don't blame him for that. But but not just that, <laughs> but like like I am dead serious when I. I think there's a good chance I would not be alive if it weren't for me finding their music. Yeah, there was a there was a specific like time. Of course, um, for me, the first punk band I heard was Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, and um, all my friends, you know, and we just found each other. We're like, hey, we all like Blink One Eight Two. You know, in school, I was in middle school. I still got their uh, I still have their split with um, Swindle it has Lemmings on it. Oh, I haven't awesome. I haven't got it for me because we always called everybody else Lemmings. And he's like, ah, Lemmings. Of course, <laughs> I didn't really like the song very much. I mainly listened to the Swindle side, but. Yeah, I, th- I think it was actually in like fourth or fifth grade. Remember, what's my age again? Came out like mm-hmm. that year. We got into him, and then um, we got obsessed with him. And then, uh, of course, I found out about MXPX and um, you know Green Day, and uh, then through them, the Ramones, Clash, and everything. Yeah. And then my friend at church was actually like, um, uh, "Have you ever seen the movie SLC Punk?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Go run it from Blockbuster." And I was like, "All right." And then like you're like, "What the hell happened to Shaq?" Yeah, I know. We like put it in, and then by the at the end of the movie, like you know, Brandon and I like looked at each other, and we were just like. The rest of our, this is what we're meant to do. The yes. rest of our lives is this. <laughs> so it kind of cemented the fact, you know. Yeah. And then I got into the clash after that, which was just like a whole new world. But, yeah. See, Green Day, we thought, if you hear Green Day at one time, you could hear you, you could hear somebody saying they're distinctive and they're going to come out and they're going to become big and popular. Me and a lot of my friends had no clue that Blink was going to blow up. The way they did, because I mean, it really was like mm-hmm. they. I think "What's My Age Again" was just enough of like almost a novelty single, mm-hmm. which I actually think is the only song that's vaguely listenable to me. <laughs> but uh, but their their other, but like prior to that, like it just they they weren't bad, but they were just kind of there, and it's like mm-hmm. like other there were other bands that sounded like them, mm-hmm. similar to them, 
And I, I remember talking to Rabbit Randy, and he and we were like, he was like, I heard that the uh, I heard they got the Aquabats drummer, and I'm like, well, they're a ska band, so maybe their drumming's gonna be like way better. Like it's gonna, yeah, and that was, of course that's Travis Barker mm-hmm. back then, you know. And now, like I remember thinking of it that way, and now you just think like, oh, enough of the Travis Barker. Yeah, uh, the remixes. Did he crash another plane? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it, uh, it's crazy to me, and I do remember, like, specifically, like, my cousin um, was uh, always older than me, and um, he uh, he actually is the one who introduced me to No Effects, um, um, and, uh, but yeah, I was like, Boxcar Racer album come out, and um, he came up to me, and yeah. uh, he's like, let me listen to that, and I, like, played him the, you know, like, acoustic sad song on that, yeah. and he was just like... Uh, and then he went to my first punk song. He's like, "This is better. This is a little bit better." Yeah. You know, I got no dick. You know, yeah. like that was funny. So then he just handed me uh, the process of belief by yeah. Bad Religion because it had just come out. I was and, gonna say that's that's better. And I'd never heard it, and I yeah. was like, "That's a lot better." You know, so well, the here's the thing, and I want to, I always want to stress this. I'm a little bit older than you, pups. There's gonna be people my age that always act like. Punk rock sucks now. They're just whiny little wimps. <laughs> and I want to point out that everybody my age had to hear the same thing from older punks. And it was just like, because they're like, I mean, it was still like Green Day, and I didn't listen to Green Day, but it was like Offspring, and I liked Offspring. You Listen, Offspring are fantastic until you hear the people that they're ripping off, and then you go, oh, wait, those guys are way better than Offspring. <laughs> I can throw away all my Offspring records now. <laughs> I didn't really listen to much of what was like contemporary punk rock then. I was listening to old punk rock back then. Like, so I was listening to like early, early stuff and like early hardcore and things like that in the 90s. And I listened to like Nirvana and stuff, but I didn't really listen to much out of grunge. I didn't listen to much besides Nirvana. And yes. Nirvana and Silverchair were it for me. I couldn't even do Silverchair. Like, <laughs> no. So. But the thing is, is this why I always want to, I want to remind, I want to remind people, see a big popular t-shirt when, when I was, when I was a teenager was, punk's not dead, it just sucks now. Yeah. Playing off of the old exploited, mm-hmm. punk's not dead. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, is all these guys who are going to like, huh, oh, huh, listen to this shitty little, like they were just dorks who bought rancid albums from Kmart. Mm-hmm. And it's like no, it's like you can't, you can't act like a badass and pick on the other kids when all you're doing is listening to Rancid. Now I'm not trying yes. to be mean about Rancid, but I'm saying like you shouldn't, don't be trying to play that harder core than thou, no. you know, better than you. It's all just music. I mean, you guys have terrible taste in music, but I still hang out with y'all. <laughs> yeah, like there was. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's like constantly evolving, and like I got into like the contemporary punk. You know, when I first started listening to punk, like. Jesse, you know, yeah. Blank 182, and I mean, stuff like Good Charlotte and stuff, which I don't really like that. Yeah. I didn't even count much, them as like, punk rock. I'm just like, that is not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, the lowest was Bowling that's for like, Soup. That's like what that got me, that's what got me into punk, you know? Yeah. Yes. And then it's like later on, I started getting into like the older stuff, like, you know, Misfits and yeah. Black Flag and stuff. You go back and find it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, like, and that's like, what it's going to be for, for, for everybody. For everybody and yeah. for the, pe- the you know, people that are. Um, just now getting into bunk and stuff, you know, they're going to listen to what's, you know, coming out now, and then, you know, maybe later they'll come back and, and listen to the that old stuff. So. Exactly. I think it was Mark from Liquid IT that said, uh, we're like a uh, Fisher-Price punk band, like, 
my first punk band, and then you get into other bands after yeah. you hear us. But there was a there like specifically like what you're talking about the whole like punk's dead thing. One thing that bothered me like I was watching American Hardcore, one of my favorite DVDs mm -hmm. like documentaries, and um, they talk about how punk died in the '80s. Like yeah. a few of the guys in there, I'm well, like, come on. Like, well, punk died in the '70s too. Yeah, punk, apparently punk like, always punk died. always no. dies. <laughs> no, they if you if you go by like the the British ideal, like when it was the a, a pop phenomenon. Uh, a lot of them would say it died uh, around about the time Seditious died. Yeah. Like they say, well, that's a good marking point because they consider post-punk to be a separate thing. Mm. That's why I've always hated when, uh, and I'm not knocking the New York scene, but when people talk about the early New York scene, they'd say, like, it's so much more, uh, they were so much more broad and had so many more different sounds and they weren't, they weren't just rigid like the British punk scene was. And I was like, well, yeah. the difference with the British punk scene is when they, when they expanded, they just changed the names of what they were doing. They just stopped calling it punk. But it's mm -hmm. like, you can't be like, you know, well, the damn never evolved. The damn evolved like everything. You know, mm -hmm. you can't say, I mean, you could be like, well, the Sex Pistols, they never really evolved. It's like, yeah, but Public Image Limited is it's not the Sex Pistols. Yeah, that, that, that's that fantastic stuff. They ain't no Sex Pistols, you know, uh -huh. and that's the, but a lot of those bands did that, you know, mm -hmm. that's, so they, they evolved, but when they evolved, the music press over there didn't say, this is the new punk rock, or listen to this punk rock thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas New York, they're like calling everything punk rock that was from that scene. Yeah, and I, I definitely believe that you can't kill something that is like a spirit like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like punk rock died right about the time everybody got into punk rock. Yeah. Like, what the hell? No, that doesn't make any damn sense. Because <laughs> most people, most people didn't hear punk rock until like '79 or '80. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, the older crowd. A lot of them didn't didn't have a way to get to it. Yeah, that's why I always like that. I think there's a song by some band that opened up for Rancid in Atlanta, but they had a with "Punk's Not Dead." It just smells funny. Yeah. Like, and I just that's my favorite take on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's just constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as it was yeah. back in the uh, when it first started, and yeah. it's it's gonna keep on changing and mm -hmm. definitely. And certain trends come back yeah. and forth right. and back and forth, just like with everything um, as far as punk goes. Like you hear like, oh, this part of punk is coming back like out of nowhere so punk is officially dead so <laughs> we, we just should, killed it so with this should, podcast yeah we should wrap up this podcast <laughs> punk rock is dead would you like to uh, mention anything about where to send stuff or gadfest right. 3 before we sign off gadfest 3 will be on october 27th at sidetracks music hall there will also be that day uh the rocket city uh punk rock flea market so that's a very good, lots of fun thing to do. Andy looks like he needs to say something. If you need a haircut, go visit our friend Brad Norris at the Moxie Salon in downtown Gadsden. And go to Cosmic Debris, which is also located in downtown Gadsden. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, Moxie Salon is great. I've got my haircut there plenty of times, and they've done whatever ridiculous thing I asked them to do. like. I, um, it's been fantastic. Awesome fades. I've uh, driven by there, but they're super nice. <laughs> I had one of them specifically help me grow out this, uh, like, it's like a V fade. Grow nice. out this, like, uh, pig, this is like a, a rat tail. But nice. it, my curly hair turns into, like, a pig's tail. Yeah, it's pig pretty, tail. It's pretty it's awesome. It's a pig tail. It's not a pig tail. It was, yeah, it was, it's it like was an a, actual pig's tail. It was tail, a hockey like follow. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a curly cute, yeah. So, um, oh, Cosmic Degree is not only great for records, um, you've got uh, the owner who's hilarious and a lot of fun. You can buy him. Yeah, you can buy him. <laughs> Ask him how much. He works uh, cheap. 
<laughs> um, yeah. If you'd like to uh, have anything reviewed for the zine, or if you'd like to turn in any, uh, like anything for us to publish in the zine, then you can uh, find us on Facebook. Message us there. Just look for Gad mm-hmm. on Facebook, and you'll find us. I think it looks like a punk rock zine. And uh, you can also uh, you can snail mail it. That's like through a postal worker carrying it to uh, post office box one three zero eight. That's in Gadsden, Alabama, three five nine o two o two. Yeah, that's that's, that's nice. <laughs> and then, uh, it cost me a little extra to get that o two. Um, so yeah, we like getting stuff in the mail. Uh, that's also the mailbox for Tiger Hellside. So if it basically, if you want to send nice stuff to Gad, you can mm. send it there. If you want to send like bunch of weird pictures and crazy shit to Tiger Hellside, yeah, just send us whatever, just, man. Just send I mean, us fan, we'll take fan mail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you want to send stuff, hate to, mail. That to sounds Gadcast, fun cast, Yeah, that's true. If you want to send stuff to Gad guys, you want to ask us questions, you can mail it to us, <laughs> or you can send it to email, which is the email is gadpunk. That's G A D P U N K at gmail.com so gadpunk at gmail.com and it's really easy to send us lots of crazy shit there and if you have any questions you want to ask us we will read them on this thing probably or not but if it's a good question we will and we'll even possibly answer it and definitely start commenting on the um, YouTube uh, podcast post because I will figure out how to respond to them and it sounds like it would be fun and we will try to get the Podcasts up somewhere other than YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Goal, but those tyrants at YouTube, <laughs> fucking fascists. <laughs> so yeah, we get we'll put it up everywhere. We're we're eventually gonna have it where it just shows up on your little brother's etch a sketch. Yeah, I mean you know? you're gonna have Benedict Cumberbach uh, do an audio version of our podcast himself you know, every every episode. All right, well um, I guess that's about it. Any final thoughts? No. No. All right. Well, Gadcast out.